My name's Anthony Padilla, and today I'll be spending a day with formerly Amish to learn the truth about growing up in a strict community closed off from the rest of society who reject modern conveniences like most electricity, running water, and indoor plumbing. By the end of this video, we'll find out. Was adjusting to general society exhilarating as they discover technology far more advanced than they could have ever dreamed of? Or has leaving their friends and family behind in favor of the loud and chaotic modern world proven far too anxiety-inducing and stressful to ever find a moment of peace at all? Hello, CJ. Hi, how's it going? Emma. Hi. Kate. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Do you know how many generations your family has been part of the Amish community? Our family goes back to the 1600s. So before the U.S. was even a thing? Yes. Forever? Forever. <laughs> I think forever is the right answer. There's not a lot of information on the internet. There's not an internet database of Amish ancestry. No, there's not. <laughs> Which community were you a part of and what was your daily life like? So I grew up in Eastern Pennsylvania and I was part of Old Order Amish Church. Grew up on a farm. To me, it was like a super normal life. It was just the way I grew up. The Northern Indiana Amish community, a more liberal community. So we still didn't have cars, we didn't have electricity. Fortunately, I was able to go to public school. Half of um, the school was Amish and the other half was not Amish. I mean, you were exposed to new people every single day who had new beliefs that went outside of what you were taught. Yep, so we were very aware of the outside world. I was a part of a sports and trooper group. Daily life consisted of wake up at 5 a.m., make breakfast, somebody has to milk the cows. Then I started helping make money on the farm. My family did basket weaving, taking care of my little siblings. I have 13 siblings. Mm, so small family. Small. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any strict rules that really stand out to you now? All the women, they wear their hair the same, same time, type of dress, same mm -hmm. type of shoes and everything. You know, I wasn't supposed to wear a certain type of red and I wanted to wear red just because I wasn't allowed really, to wear red. Really, there were specific like <laughs> t tones that you that you weren't allowed to wear? You weren't really supposed to wear bright colors that made you stand out. You were supposed to wear colors that were a little bit more modest, a cool blue or a cool gray. You weren't allowed to wear white or red. If we went over to non-Amish cousin's house or something, you know, we'd watch some TV and stuff like that. You were very much exposed to what other lifestyles were like, but it was just kind of shunned to bring that home? Yeah. We couldn't show any hair. We always had to have our hair up in the back. Always had to have something on our head that didn't show any hair in the front or even our ears. The dresses had to be down to the angle, couldn't be too long or too short. Every two weeks we had church. We were forbidden from smiling or laughing in church or even talking loud. We had to just sit there completely in silence. Were you told anything about the outside world? Like, were you told that if you left and join the outside world, something would happen. Everything was bad. Technology, the outside world. I had seen computers. I mean, we would go to Walmart to do shopping. So you were exposed to a bunch of technology there. They have huge TV sections and computers. You'd walk like this, just peek. Really? You, you kind of felt like it was bad or going against your morals or shameful to even look at these technology? Of course, if I was by myself or one of my siblings was with me, then we might look a little bit more at that stuff, mm. but we mm. would never touch it or we'd always just kind of feel guilty. Think, no, this is not where we're supposed to be. Well, did you feel like a temptation to 
look at the TV screen to understand what these computers were doing? Yes, it was tempting. So we were always taught that since we were raised Amish, that if we leave or don't become Amish again, join the church, then we will probably go to hell. And were you taught that hell was a very literal physical place where you would just experience torture? So we were taught that hell is just a fire seven times hotter than a campfire that just burns and burns. <laughs> seven times hotter than a campfire specifically. Yeah, and that your body never dies. It's just burning in that fire forever. Did you buy into that? Did you believe that if you did something out of line, you would feel that constant torture? Yes, I did. Were there any like dating rituals or courtship rituals that existed in your community? So a group of guys get together and they decide who they will bring to me. And they bring that guy upstairs to the girl's room, which would have been my room, in the middle of the night. It's usually Saturday night. And are you expecting someone? No. You weren't expecting anyone and that yet some nominated guy is coming up to your room at night? Usually by 11 or 12, they leave him outside. The group that brings him they come upstairs and wake me up and ask if I would have a date with them. Even if I say no, they will not take that for an answer. They just harass me until I say yes. Okay, so you have no choice. And then they leave them there and they go home. What, what would typically happen? Back then I was super shy. I, I hardly would talk. So I would just kind of pretend I'm falling asleep. Okay. So you're, you're there in the bed pretending to fall asleep. There's a guy standing there looking down at you? No, he'll, he'll get into bed too. He leaves his clothes on. He takes off his shoes. Okay, so he's polite. Yes. And then every 15 minutes or 30 minutes, he would put his arm underneath me and like rock me. <laughs> How was that? Was that, did you like that? Uh, no. <laughs> it felt so weird. Are you just laying there like, Someone help me in this situation, I need out. I was terrified. I'd be terrified too. Can you explain what a room springer is? Room springer, you go out with your friends and you tend to get things that you're not allowed to have, but mm. you still hide them. One Saturday night, you might go to Walmart with your friends and you might pick up a radio and start mm. listening to music, but you still hide the radio and your parents would still burn the radio if they would find it. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Were you, or... were you buying radios and hiding them? Of course, yes. <laughs> it's just a part of Amish life at that point. <laughs> we tried sneaking in some radios and listening to them, but when dad found them, they got smashed. Was it nerve wracking having that radio around, knowing that it might be found. And we were always on edge. Like, is he gonna find it mm -hmm. or not? Usually he didn't let us know he found it. We just went out to where we hid it and it was disappeared. Usually, as in there were many times that you did this? Yeah. So we had... <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to have white shoes. So I would go out and get a pair of white shoes, which my mother threw into the mud after I got them. What? <laughs> that is a crime. A lot of kids, they start drinking and they start listening to music. Can I tell you what my very ignorant stereotype of what Room Springer was? I would love to hear it. I thought that Amish kids weren't told about the outside world at all had no idea what technology was really at all. And then at the age of 16, they were told, guess what, there's an outside world and you can go experience it. And if you wanna go experience it, you can make the decision to come back and join us, join the church and be Amish forever, or you're gonna leave forever and be banished. 
you're not encouraged to go out and enjoy the life. You're actually encouraged to stay within the church. You're encouraged to go to church. Mm. You're encouraged to not partake in all of that. I thought that parents were encouraging their kids to go out there and experience what life was like, assuming that the kids would be so overwhelmed that they would say, take me back. And then it would just be like, <laughs> they're back Please. forever. <laughs> I can't deal with this beautiful <laughs> show that I'm watching. It's just too interesting. I can't deal with the <laughs> infinite <laughs> possibilities of Netflix and Spotify. It's too much. What was your education system like? And education stops at ninth grade. As soon as you're 15, they take you out of school. And for somebody like me, I absolutely love school and I wanted to continue going to school. It was my always my dream to go to college, but I thought that wasn't possible for me. So you really wanted higher education? Absolutely. I mean, I wanted to continue going to school. I loved, you know, going to school and learning new things. Are there any things that you're astonished that you once believed? And I had always been told that the world is flat. After I left, I realized it's not flat. <laughs> How was that, realizing that the Earth was not flat? It, it definitely piqued my interest because to learn of all these other countries, Missouri or Ohio isn't the only state in the U.S. And were you taught about American history? Did you know who George Washington was? No. <laughs> <laughs> were there any things that brought you joy in your daily life? No. No? There's just nothing to look forward to. I didn't have friends or new girls my age. They all seem so perfect. <laughs> and I had I had issues. I wanted to know everything about why do we do this and this and this. And I was just miserable. Sometimes I was very hard on myself thinking that I have to change the way I think. Like I have to stay Amish. Mm. There's no other way. You feel like there was more of a problem with you. I was depressed and I didn't know it because Amish don't talk about depression or anxiety. From a very young age, we were told what to do. You were more muted. So you yes. couldn't express happiness or good emotions and you also couldn't express frustration or bad emotions. Right. Everything was just stuffed inside me. What were your biggest struggles during that period? So I was a very independent person. I was very frustrated about not being able to express myself. I didn't feel like there was a lot of room for that in mm. the way that I dressed and in the way that I acted. When did you decide that you just weren't cut out for the Amish lifestyle? Probably the age of 17, 18. I started questioning things and I started just having that strong desire not to want to be Amish. I was 18, I went out and I bought a car and my dad was like, is that your car out there? And I said, yes. And he said, well, either you get rid of the car or you move out of my house, oh. expecting that I would get rid of the car. Right. And I was like, if it's that important to you that I get rid of the car, then I'm gone. I was. 15 years old when I had the thought of wanting to leave. And those few years there, it was always in the back of my mind, look for opportunities where I could learn about the outside world mm -hmm. to kind of prepare myself. It was very nerve wracking to think about me leaving and then thinking about what it does to my mom, my dad. But ultimately I learned how not to feel like I'm obligated to make them happy. What was your process like for leaving? I put everything in my car and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. And I was driving down to Florida and I just remember like being on, I think it was like I-95. The possibilities were endless and like the oh. road in front of me was open and I just kind of realized like how much potential I had. I'll never forget it. It was, it was awesome. It was a dark time in my life. Drove out the driveway, you know, it was, it was brutally hard. Doubts and like, is this the right thing? What, you know, what, what's gonna happen. They're walking away from everybody, everything you know. It was a struggle. It was 
was January 10th, 2006. I remember waking up and the day before I had no idea that I would wake up the next morning and realize this is the day. Oh, so you didn't even have it planned out. My mom said that she and my dad were going to town. I thought, okay, so they're leaving. They're going to be gone all day. I could get away somehow. I was hiding a little track phone. Oh, so you had a phone on you. I had a phone on me. I just haven't used it yet because I was trying to conserve the battery. So you hadn't even tested it. You Did you know how to use a phone? No, I didn't know how to use a phone. You just had the phone. You're like, I have to figure this out. I figured it out and I dialed a number that I had that was given to me by an outsider. Were they known for breaking Amish out? No. So I was Hiding that phone number, didn't know who it belonged to. I called that number and a lady answered and she said, yeah, I've been expecting you to call sometime. I've been expecting you. So I asked her, can you come pick me up in like two hours? She said, yes. When she picked me up, she was like, are you sure you want to do this? And I just kept saying yes. And it turns out she had left the Amish 30 years before. Did you have any game plan? Did you know where you were going, how you were going to pay for all of it? I had $50 in my pocket. I thought that would get me a long way. Because <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to earn that much money? Months, maybe a year. So you thought that you had a year's salary in your pocket. You could just go out on the road and figure things out. I thought I could find a job immediately and start making all this money where I can afford a house and yeah. horses and land. Boy, was I ever wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reality? The reality was I was broke for a long time. What was the most pleasant surprise about the outside world? Like just being away from the community itself was so freeing. There's no eyes on me. Like I could finally be me without being judged. Not having anybody telling me that I'm doing something wrong or punishing me or, I mean, it took me a while to realize that I'm actually free. Be able to wear whatever I want. Jeans, t-shirt, or a dress. Whatever I choose, I could wear. Namish, mm. we didn't have options. <laughs> I like options. Did you have any embarrassing moments uh, assimilating into society at all? <laughs> any. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's say countless. From email etiquette to the way you introduce yourself, even like social settings. Like I, I have a very hard time knowing like when I should be talking or when I should be letting other people talk. You know, there is a social scene in the Amish community, but it's sure. like people that know each other and have known each other for their entire life. It's a right. completely different story. Figuring out how to eat properly at a restaurant. The Amish eat with spoons instead of forks. No fork in the Amish community that you were part There's of? There's forks, but they don't use them. Or not for eating meals. What are they for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So it was all spoons for you. You go to a restaurant, are you trying to use your spoon on everything? Yes, and then people would tell me, you should use your fork. I, I was confused, like, why uh, would I use a fork to eat? Are you concerned at all about sharing your experiences, knowing that someone from your community could hear about what you're saying? So I have been sharing my experiences on YouTube and there has been backlash. I'm not too concerned. Um, I know where they're coming from and I want to get the truth out there. If there's any of those people watching, Right now, somehow, is there anything you want to say to them? Yeah, get out. <laughs> the Amish religion is a cult. <laughs> Leave. Life is much better outside of it. So no regrets on your end? Nope. <laughs> Before we continue learning about the world of formerly Amish, I'd like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp, for our continued partnership. I've talked before about how therapy has been really helpful for me, but therapy can be customized to whatever is right for you specifically and can be really useful in providing tools to help with motivation, feelings of anxiety or depression or stress or insecurity or whatever else you might need. 
BetterHelp has been continuing to improve throughout the years too and screens all therapists to ensure that they have experience and are certified and licensed and provides customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your licensed therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera or speak over the phone if that's not something that you're comfortable with. Therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like and really click with can start to get overwhelming which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy, where you can start communicating with your licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. So thanks again to BetterHelp, who are giving I Spend a Day with viewers and listeners 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's betterhelp.com slash Padilla. Now back to the world of formerly Amish. What's your favorite technology now? Definitely my iPhone. The phone. The iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> You're addicted to it in the same way that the rest of us are. You'll look down and realize that you've been on Twitter for eight hours. Yes, the time oh. goes really fast when you oh, scroll okay. on your phone. So I will list out a piece of tech and I'd like to know what your first reaction was to using said tech. Air travel. That first time, I hated it. Scary? I definitely thought I was in a different universe, like an alien flying through the earth. <laughs> You're just sitting in a chair traveling at 500 miles per hour? That was scary to think that I was above the cloud. You were getting a, a first person view of what clouds actually look like mm -hmm. in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, but it also yeah. made me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Microwaves. You know, the first time I used one, I loved it and I also learned not to put anything metal in the microwave. <laughs> you had to learn the hard I way? I did that and I blew up a microwave. Watching a movie. It took me a while to get used to, I don't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was dogs talking. Would you watch Airbud? Yeah, I was like, is this real? Where are these dogs? Is this real? I hated it. Have you experienced virtual reality? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> There's a limit for, for a formerly Amish person, that's it. I've had the 3D glasses at a movie theater, things coming at me, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's as far as I'll go with those. <laughs> Do you think modern conveniences desensitize us to the smaller joys in life? Uh, I actually read a comment from Marina that says, when you've never listened to the radio, your mother singing as she washes the dishes sounds like the music of the angels. When you've never watched TV, your little sister's puppet show holds all the excitement of a heroic legend. Do you feel like that's true? Yes, I would say there's a lot of truth to that. We just miss out on all the simple quality when we're, we have our noses stuck in the iPhone. Yeah, we're almost never allowed to be bored or sit with our thoughts. Exactly. Inez is a cupcake, asks what your most special memory from your childhood is that you think kids today will just never get to experience considering modern technology hanging out in the fields and enjoying mm. the sunshine and just not worrying about anything. Not having that obsession over what your Instagram likes are or if you're gonna be accepted at your school because you're not popular enough online or something like that. I didn't have a television growing up. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have that distraction. Mm. So my childhood was very carefree. Did Weird Al get anything right in his song, Amish Paradise? Yes, the whole song is right. <laughs> <laughs> Not one falsity in there. I have watched that video over and over and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so it's actually but funny to Amish people too? It's funny. Some of it is right. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly in the camera. Go. Check out the Amish Potato on YouTube. 
for the rest of my story. Find me on Instagram at Kate Stoltz or on my website, katestoltz.com. Runaway Amish Girl. You can find it on Amazon. Find me on Instagram at Runaway Amish Girl. Subscribe to Anthony Padilla for all these great interviews. And more, but probably not. After spending a day with formerly Amish, I've come to understand just how much strength and courage it takes to leave the only world and family you've ever known in order to live a life that feels most true and authentic to your own sense of self. I didn't know what a tortilla was, and I call it tortilla. That sounds about right. I've experienced that as well. You're not Padilla? <laughs> <laughs> did you think my last name was Padilla? I would not be surprised. A lot of people do. No, I didn't. <laughs> the two L's. You learned with tortilla. You were like, I've, I've seen this quiz before. It's pronounced <laughs> like a Y.